time to talk about my favorite topic, aliens. We've covered the Fermi Paradox many times over several episodes of the Guide to Space. This is the idea that the universe is huge and old, and the ingredients of life are everywhere. Life could have and should have appeared many times across our galaxy, but it's really strange that we haven't found any evidence for them yet. We've also talked about how we as a species have gone looking for aliens, how we're searching the sky for signals from their alien communications, how the next generation of space and ground-based telescopes will let us directly image the atmospheres of extrasolar planets. If we see large quantities of oxygen or other chemicals that shouldn't be around, it's a good indication there's life on that planet. We've even talked about how aliens could use that technique on us. We've been sending our radio and television signals out into space for the last few decades. Who knows what crazy things they think about our historical documents. But life itself has been broadcasting our existence for hundreds of millions of years. Since the first plankton started filling our atmosphere with oxygen, a distant civilization could be analyzing our atmosphere and know exactly when we entered the industrial age. But what we haven't talked about, the space elephant in the room, if you will, is what we'll do if we actually make contact. What are we going to say to each other? And what will happen if the aliens show up? Although there's no official protocol on talking to aliens, scientists and research institutions have been puzzling out the best way that we might communicate for quite a while. Perhaps the best example is the SETI Institute, the US-based research group who have dedicated radio telescopes scanning the skies for messages from space. Now let's imagine you're a SETI researcher and you're browsing the last night's logs and you see what looks like a message. Maybe it's instructions to build some kind of dimensional portal or a recipe book. Now whatever you do, don't try out the recipes. Instead, you make absolutely sure you're dealing with some kind of natural phenomenon. Then you need to reach out to other researchers and get them to confirm the signal. Now if they agree it's aliens, then you need to inform the International Astronomical Union and other international groups like the United Nations, Committee on Space Research, etc. Unless they've got some good reason to stop you, it's time to announce a discovery to the worldwide media. You made the discovery, you get to break the news to the world. Now at this point, of course, the entire world is going to freak right out. So whatever you do, however, you have to resist the urge to send back a message or build that dimensional portal no matter how much you think you understand the science. Instead, let an international committee mull it over while you stockpile supplies in a secret alien-proof bunker in the desert. In a second, we're going to talk about how that international committee is going to figure out how and what to say to a terrifying and overwhelmingly powerful space empire. But first, I'd like to thank Jabarno Dihi, Zach Kanzier, John Marshall, and the rest of our 643 patrons for the generous support. If you love what we're doing and you want to help out, head on over to patreon.com universe today. What kind of message should we actually craft to our new alien pen pals? Will we become fast friends, jump-starting our technological progress, or will we insult them by accident? In 2000, an international group of SETI researchers, including the famous Jill Tarter, devised the Rio scale. It's really easy to use, and there's even a fun online calculator. Step one, figure out the class of phenomenon. Is it a message sent directly to Earth expecting a reply? Or do we merely find some alien artifact or old-timey Dyson sphere orbiting a nearby star? Step two, how verifiable 
is the discovery. Are we talking ongoing signals received by SETI researchers, or a hint of some old data that's impossible to confirm? Step three, how far are we talking here? Hovering over Paris, within our solar system, or outside the galaxy? And step four, how sure are you? 100% certain, and everyone agrees because they can all see that enormous mothership floating over London? Or nobody believes you, and they've locked you up because of your insane ramblings and misappropriation of government equipment? Punch in your numbers, and you'll get a rank on the real scale between 0 and 10. Level 0 is no importance, or you're a crank, while level 10 is extraordinary importance, or now would be a good time to panic. City researcher Seth Shostak calculated the real scale for various sci-fi movies and shows. The first message from Aliens and Independence Day would count as a four, while the obliteration of the White House by a massive floating alien city that everybody could see would count as a ten. The messages received in contact and independently confirmed by researchers around the world would qualify in the four to eight range, while the monolith discovered on the moon in 2001 would be a solid six. So now you know how important the discovery is, what do you say back to those chatty aliens? This falls under SETI, which means communication with extraterrestrial intelligence, which shouldn't be confused with SETI or the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Well, it turns out that horse has already left the stable. When the Pioneer and Voyager spacecraft were constructed, they were equipped with handy maps to find Earth's precise location in the Milky Way. In 1974, Carl Sagan and Frank Drake composed a message in Alienese and broadcast it into space from the Arecibo Observatory. In 1999 and 2003, a series of signals were transmitted towards various interesting stars. The messages contained images of Earth as well as various mathematical principles that could be used by aliens as a common language. We'll know if that was a good idea in a few decades. In 2015, scientists like David Grinspoon, Seth Shostak and David Brin collected together to discuss if it's a wise idea to send messages off into space to broadcast our existence to potentially hostile alien civilizations. According to Seth Shostak, the best message we can send is the entire internet. Just send it all. They'll work out what we're all about. The science fiction author David Brin thinks that's a terrible idea and we should keep our mouths shut. Personally, I think the aliens already know for here. If they wanted to invade and destroy our planet, they would have done it millions of years ago when early life made it obvious this planet was inhabited. Jigs up. It's a mind-bending concept to imagine what life might be like if we knew with absolute certainty there's an alien civilization right over there on that world. I'm sure people will freak out for a while, but then we'll probably just go back to life as normal. Human beings can get bored by the most surprising and amazing things. If you learned there was definitely an alien civilization out there, how do you think humanity would respond? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. In our next episode, we talk about interesting kinds of multiple star systems. Oh, and make sure you stick around for the blooper. Even if the aliens do come to invade our planet, we'll be able to see them coming how much advance notice would we get of an inbound invasion fleet? Here's a video that talks about the physics of alien detection. Step two. Let's do that again.